0: Welcome to Let's Grab a Cup Podcast, where we talk about leadership, authenticity, resiliency, and we provide a place to hold space for one another. I'm your host, Adam Sturgeon, so why don't you grab a cup of coffee or tea or whatever suits you at this moment. Let's dive in. All right, well, welcome to Let's Grab a Cup this is a brand new podcast, and this is uh, episode number one. My name is Adam Sturgeon, and we'll just uh, do some introductions right now. Um, kind of get you uh, guys on the same page as far as like why we're here and what we're going to talk about. Um, so, I am a law enforcement officer in Southern California. I work for a municipal police department down here. I've been a, a police officer for a little over 15 years, going on 16 and uh, I'm a sergeant down here. I've been sergeant now supervising a team for the last four and a half, five years now. Um, my background I've uh, worked patrol mostly. I've uh, done some work in detectives as far as rotation and gone out in the field uh, doing some field work as far as robbery enforcement. And I've done uh, some field team work as a supervisor for a small narcotics and gang enforcement team. I uh, did that for about a year. Um, currently, I am a patrol and I work a day shift, which is a uh, nice to, uh, nice to have a normal schedule these days. So, throughout my career, I've gone through a lot of ups and downs. Um, most of them, most of it's been up. I would say I'd have a lot of a lot of success in my career, um, but there have been some definitely some dark times. You know, some times where I had to uh, overcome. Um, I've had multiple critical incidents under my belt, uh, a couple of officer-involved shootings. Uh, Both were very different from one another and um, definitely brought on some different thoughts and feelings and issues related to uh, my own mental health and uh, the issues uh, surrounding my family. I have gone through my own personal battle with discipline um, at work. And I have dealt with both the uh, outcry, the outfall with the community, and the uh, battles that deal with administration as well. I believe that um, right now in my career, I'm probably, um, I would say, the most authentic and transparent that I've been in my entire career. And one thing for me that I have um, come to know and really rely on is this idea of leading with transparency and being a leader who stands behind behind his words, Um, someone who actually will stand up for the troops and be there to answer questions and to honestly try to figure out solutions, whether this is uh, training issues, whether it has to do with administration, whether it has to do with handling community issues, handling calls for service, vast array of right now, mental health issues dealing with what has happened over the last few years, even going through the, uh, the times with COVID and dealing with the uh, political climate that's going on right now. So recently, um, the reason why we're actually here is that let's grab a cup. So I have my cup of coffee um, with me. And the idea of let's grab a cup is really the ability to find someone that you can trust and you can, you can call on to go get a cup of coffee with and sit down and have an honest conversation and just you know really dig deep. In. And the idea of holding space for one another, I think, I think in our lives, we have trouble holding space for each other truly holding space and listening and leaning in and allowing the people around us to be heard or being heard ourselves. I think that we, we like to talk to each other and talk at each other. But when have you really felt that someone actually heard what you said and asked questions of you where you felt that they were really truly listening and caring for what you, you had going on in your life? someone that made you feel heard. And I think right now is a tough time for a lot of people. And I think that uh, we can do better as human beings, as uh, husbands, fathers, wives, daughters, sisters, brothers, as law enforcement officers, um, as coworkers, as supervisors, as peers, as friends. I think that we can do better. Um, I'm not saying that I'm perfect at this, I am learning. And what that, that's what this is about. We're here to learn. i here to learn and listen and figure out what's going on. So um, I'd like to share something with you all. So a few um, weeks ago, one of our coworkers um, committed suicide. And this was a really uh, tough time for us as a department. And I think that like any other really hard time, um, especially times like this, the department um, will come out and they'll present themselves as trying to do as much as they can for the officers um, and act as if they were there the entire time. And we all know that this isn't true, at least not for my agency. It's something that's very difficult to grasp. We don't like talking about mental health. Uh, People don't like looking to get help. And honestly, asking for help is not easy. So I would just like to read something that I wrote recently. Um, You can find this on uh, sturgeonwellness.com. That's my uh, website. And it's called Let's Grab a Cup. So I'll read this to you. So actually, you don't even have to go find and read it. But if you like to read it yourselves, you can. So here we go. So I wrote this two days after our co-workers death and it was after a night that a few of us who had been who had worked really close with this person, uh, we were talking and just sitting around the campfire, um, had a couple of drinks and we are just like going through the idea of like this idea of holding space and what I've been doing personally and within my uh, squad and this and this idea just these ideas just kind of flowed and I came home and it was like midnight. And I just wrote this. So I hope you get something out of this. All right, so I received a message that evening. My friend and former colleague sent me a text and it read, how are you doing? Now this specific text from this particular friend was not out of the ordinary. This person was someone I have found who has come to check on me regularly. I was busy at that time with the kids making dinner and you know, babysitting my niece and nephew. The house was hectic with four kids. But I was, doing, I was doing okay. So I, sh- I responded, you know, I'm doing good. How are you? His response was quick. Have you heard the news? I hadn't heard anything new. So I had in no clue what he was talking about. Um, now, this is a time when obviously news is changing rapidly. It's usually about vaccine mandates or about mass mandates or some type of mandate or some type of political climate or something somewhere going on. And that's usually what we. Him and I would talk about this type of stuff. Have you heard the news? You know, this is the news that I was assuming. So I check my email, my work email, and there's nothing there. So I have no idea what he's talking about. So as soon as I start looking at my email, I received a call. This is from a different friend, and he also works with me. And I say he's a friend. Um, He's a friend that I work with. We don't hang out outside of work. We don't live close to each other, but I would consider him my friend. Um, He wouldn't normally call me, at least not at, like, 6 o'clock at night on a Thursday. It's not normal. So I assumed that he was calling because of this so-called news. So I answered the phone. I got the kids to settle down. They, They were screaming and yelling. And once I was able to do that, I was there to listen. My friend said that he had some very bad news for me. And he asked me if I was ready. You know, I said, I don't... I don't know what that means. What is ready? I don't know. Am I ready? I don't know. It depends on what you're going to say. And he kind of like, you know, chuckled grunted like, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Like it depends what you're going to say. So he then told me, he told me that my, a fellow police officer, a colleague of ours had committed suicide and he was found in the station parking lot in his car after he had shot himself. Um, and he was found by some officers who thought it was a little odd where the car was parked, who came up on it and, and realized what had happened. So clearly I was shocked. Um, I had a bunch of questions and I was trying to figure this out. And um, to say at least, this person who killed himself, who decided at that point that this was the end of his life, he was a guy who, for all intents and purposes, was like a golden boy at our department. You know he's been on about twenty plus years. He works several special assignments. He was a kind of guy that I would say that everybody would say that his career was the type of career anybody would long for. You know, could get any job he wanted really. Um, so after processing this, you know, I'm you know thinking about my time working around this person. If uh, you if you all don't know the Baker to Vegas um, relay race, we ran this relay race together. We worked the COVID incident response team together. I've worked around this person. Now I don't know have any clue what was going on in his personal life, and I think I realized at that moment like I really didn't know his him personally. I knew him. I knew his work life. He asked about me, and I asked about him. But mostly it was about work, and we would say you know generally like, how's it going? And it was oh, good. Things are good. Didn't really get too deep in the conversation, but we were friends. So his death hit really hard. You know, it hit it in a way that made me feel and wish that, you know, we as a department and as a society were doing more. But what does more look like? You know, and full disclosure here, I have wondered for some time now just about, like, how long I would remain in police work. You know, just based on the climate, the political climate, what's going on in the world. I've been doing a lot of introspection, and I don't know what the future looks like. Um, I love my job. I've always wanted to be a police officer. This is all I've ever wanted to do, and this is the first time in my life where I've actually thought like, maybe this isn't what I want to do anymore. And honestly, what the future looks like, it's not anything less than scary. You know, to think like, what what else could I do? Who knows? This is all I've known. So because of this idea of what will the future look like, I made some personal changes in my life and I started looking at what I truly value daily. And at work, the true value I had at work were the days that my coworkers and the people that worked with me or, and for me felt valued and heard. And that we had time to actually speak and listen and talk to each other. You know, time to get, grab a cup of coffee and check on each other. You know, I had started reading books on leadership and mindfulness. I started looking uh, to helping others in a different way. I didn't know what would come from this at the time. I still don't, really. Uh, I decided that I wanted to learn more. I, kept taking, I started taking courses. I started taking courses uh, for becoming a life coach. I'm currently enrolled in that right now. Um, to get it certified, and this intention of um, holding space keeps coming up, and this is what became truly meaningful meaningful to me. So I've been trying to figure out a way to implement a system that will help out fellow officers. I've thought about ideas of a weekly Zoom meeting or a phone call, something where we can call in and speak about different topics. This has not happened to this date, and I have more on that later. So this death actually brought a lot to the forefront like I said before everyone comes out of the woodwork and tries to act like hey we're here for you and yeah we. I believe that in general people do care about each other but we don't do enough and I had, I had started telling people about this mindset and my ideas um, and something that I had started a few weeks before so what happened late October 2021 I came into briefing and I decided that I was going to do it a little differently, and I just want to like go here and explain what a briefing or squad room is for people who don't know. But a daily briefing, basically, at the beginning of our shift, um, the sergeant of the watch will read off names and give you your assignments, talk about what's going to happen for the day, and you talk about maybe some training issues that came up or some new policies or procedures. And you go through kind of the expectations of the day and and so on and people talk and we go go on for the day and i've been in a few thousand of these briefings over the course of my career and i've probably led about a thousand of them as a supervisor now the numbers are a little off but those are approximate so my point here to say that briefings are generally done the same way every day now there are certain supervisors have certain ways of doing things Some you get more out of, some you get less out of. Some days I was probably leading a terrible briefing and some days I was probably leading a great briefing and they're not all the same. And I realized very early on that I'm not there to entertain anybody except for passing on information and getting things going. That's the beginning of my day. Well, what I realized is that we don't actually check on each other and i started noticing this when i was taking these courses on life coaching where um, at the beginning of each course the facilitator would would consistently check on our on our energy level engage where we're at for the day usually a numerical system or asking a question on what we had something positive for the day and that's kind of how we started our day so i decided one day i had made some decisions for myself personally and i you know had like a, a little bit of a longer weekend and I was coming in a little energized and I mean, you know what, I'm gonna start something different. And what I did is that I came in and I started the briefing by ask telling everyone kind of where I was coming in at and explaining my idea that look, everybody has their own their own stuff, you know, their own shit going on in their life. Or that's that's their real like the stuff that we don't really talk about and we never checked to ask what's going on and because of this my goal before we would give assignments is to check in on everybody's energy level and see where everybody was coming in at so this is where it started you know and i said hey look honestly today i'm coming in at like an eight and i was feeling pretty good um like i said i made some changes i felt good extra couple extra time off and just you know, space for myself to think and breathe, and the only reason why I wasn't at a 10, and I told them this, is because I was nervous, nervous to bring this whole idea up to them. They had no idea what they were going to think, and I told each of them, look, <laughs> you know, I got some grunts, and some, like, roll, eye rolls, and whatever, you know, I'm sitting at the front of the desk, and everybody's staring back at me, and just imagine how that would feel with, you know, a dozen people staring back at you, and maybe for some of you, that's easy, and you know, it has become a norm for me. And uh, at this point, I figure I'm trying something, so we'll see. And I told him, hey, look, you don't have to participate if you don't want to. But you're welcome to. So I went around the room, called everybody's name, you know, one by one. And surprisingly to me that day, everybody participated. And they gave a range of numbers from a four to an eight to a nine to a ten. And they had reasons behind it. It wasn't just a number. It was, you know, my kids were up all night and I'm exhausted. It was, honestly, I'm excited. I'm going on a trip this weekend. It was a range. And it got to the last officer. And this is an officer who, he's been there for a while. And he said, honestly, I woke up at a 2. And I didn't want to come to work. And... I didn't, when I finally came in here and, and I'm sitting here and I'm listening to everyone speak, I can tell you right now, I'm up, I'm up to a seven. And he's looking around the room. He's I'm up at seven right now, this is good. And I felt like, wow, this is, that was really powerful, what he said. And it kind of sealed it for me. You know, I knew I would continue doing this because, I don't know, I felt like at least one person is getting something out of it. You know, I have to continue this. You know, since then, I have received, I've, I have continued this now almost daily. I might have missed one or two days, and I really don't think I have, but I may have missed a day or two. But I'm going to say right now because of this, um, I have received messages from these officers of how much they appreciate it and that it gives them their, you know, and their colleagues a way to talk things out. I've been approached by my team, they've expressed thanks for this which I never expected. I even went into a couple squad meetings that weren't my own. Um, the next shift that came in, I, I went in and I did this with them. These are guys that I don't supervise daily. And I, and I said, look, I'll tell you right now, I'm being vulnerable with you because it's important to me. And they all would share as well. And even from guys in those squad rooms and gals in those squad rooms, they've said that they've, they've enjoyed this ability to be able to be heard and someone to change things up. Now, I didn't expect this kind of feedback, especially from a bunch of cops. I mean, you, you do want to know why? Because they're cops. And who knew cops had feelings, right? So I'm saying this to say that what I have done here is nothing special, okay? It's different. And therefore, it causes vulnerability, like I said. And that is important to me. And for some of us type A personalities, it's very difficult to be vulnerable, especially in front of each other. You may be vulnerable in front of your wife and your kids. I know I am. my kids, I can act like a goofball for my kids, but you know, at work, I'm in uniform. I have to be, you know, professional 100 percent of the time. Who's going to be vulnerable that way? But I say that being vulnerable is imperative now. So when I started doing this in my squad, I didn't know that I was going to continue it completely, but the outpouring of thanks and appreciation for time and space to be heard has brought me clarity and shown me that this is where I need to be, this space. I need to give people a place to come and to speak and to think and to listen and learn and feel. This feels very important. So I was writing this in the hopes that someone can find value and the ability to hold space for others. I was writing this because I have faced demons myself. And I have felt that people in my world at times didn't even care if I, would be, if I was here tomorrow. If I wasn't, that it'd be, it'd be fine. Now I don't believe that now, today, but I have. And I don't know what the cause is for every single person out there who has dark thoughts or who is living in a fog because that's what it is, it's a fog. But I know how fast these thoughts creep in. And luckily for me, I found, I found help. I found an outlet, I found people, I found my motivation, I found life and what was important to me. So one thing I've learned is that I begin leaning on people while I was in the darkness. And one thing I discovered while talking about this specific topic is how it looks. I keep harping on the fact that I'm here I have told people this I'm here for you look you can call me anytime you can text me if you need anything like please reach out to me if you need help but the thing is though when I was in a fog or in a darkness I didn't text someone hey I need help that's not what I did I complained a lot I may say may say something like hey what are you doing tonight hey you want to grab a cup of coffee hey you want to get a drink like I wanted to do something with someone to connect it wasn't, I need help, please help me. It's not what it looks like, at least not for me. And once I started saying these words out loud, I realized how many times that I sent the message, You know, the what are you doing, uh, where are you, where, can we talk? And the friends that I was telling this to, they started thinking about the times they may have received this message. And I don't know when I sent this if the people that received it knew what I was asking. And I'm doubtful that they did because there were times where afterwards I spoke to the people and they were like, oh man, if you would have just told me, like you wanted to talk, like tell me what's going on, I would have met with you. And I said, yeah, but that's not what I was going to do. I didn't want to bother you that way. I just wanted to see if you were available. You know, we don't think about it that way sometimes. I needed to connect. So I can't say that every person. In um, the world is going to do the exact same thing. Obviously, we all have our way of reaching out, um, but I will tell every single person one thing in my life. Please give me a chance if you can. You can text me. What are you doing? Hey, how are you? Or hey, I need to talk. You know, reach out to me. So I may not be that person that you think of, and it's very likely if you're listening to this, I'm not that person that you think to reach out to because you don't know me. You know, you may know me and maybe I am that person, but you all have people in your life that rely on you and you rely on them. So reach out to the people in your lives and let them know that you're there for them no matter what. what, what can, what's the hurt in that to help to reach out, to lend a hand, to say, hey, I'm, you, know, you know I'm here. Like I'm here for you if you need it. Even if they say, yeah, I'm fine, no, I'm good. At least they heard you say it and they'll remember that you could just be that person that saves their life you never know so if anyone takes anything away from this I want to say that I'm always here and available to listen and I was, will always be more than willing to grab a cup with you uh, be safe take care of each other take care of yourselves and reach out so that is what I wrote so that's the post that I wrote and like I said you can find it on sturgeonwildness.com under the blog section I had to while reading it right now to you. I actually um, kind of stepped off of what I wrote a little bit and improvised as far as um, the story because the story is actually like the story is real and what I wrote. It's it's a form of the story, but I had to. I mean, really explain to you in a way, um, you know what it means to me, and I hope you got that from what I wrote. I said. So that's where this podcast originated, Let's Grab a Cup. And I don't know if um, um, this will be out by the time that this podcast is released, but I am starting what's a, a small campaign called a Let's Grab a Cup campaign. And basically, it'll be a, um, a card, it'll be a, a, a business card that you will hand out or you can hand out if you'd like. And so when we'll have, one side will have the logo, the Let's Grab a Cup logo. And the other side is gonna read, if you're receiving this card, it says that I trust you and then I'm asking that you trust me. I may need someone to confide in, someone to talk to, someone to hear me and to truly listen. I may need you and you may need me. This is a promise that I will be here for you and I will, I will and I'm always available to grab a cup with you. And then at the bottom, there'll be space for you to, it says a connect with me, here." space, and it'll be space for you to write your phone number or your email um, for the person you're handing the card to. Now it's likely that they're gonna have your phone or your email already, but just in the case that they don't. And obviously you can write um, whatever you want on the, on the back of the card or on the front of the card for that matter. Um, so if um, those cards are out and you're able to get one of those or you uh, want to get some of those um, you can reach out to me and we'll try to figure that out I'm gonna start with uh, my agency and hopefully work my way around and see how it goes um, so at this moment I'm gonna end this is literally, like I said introduction podcast this is where the concept came from my plan is to do this with a bunch of different people and have different interviews uh, we want to talk about mindfulness, we want to talk about stress, we want to talk, we want to tackle like what happens when you go through a critical incident and the aftermath and what it looks like for your family, for you, the idea of dealing with discipline at work and what that looks like for you and your family, what, what it looks like at work, um, the idea of uh, the faith, the faith in your life, faith within yourself and the organization and how that represents itself. You know, we, want, we really just want to tackle all types of stuff. And this could go, really, it could go anywhere at this point. Um, if there's anything that you're interested in learning about or you would like to hear about or let us speak about on this podcast, uh, please uh, send us a message. You can find me, like I said, at sturgeonwellness.com. You can find me on Instagram at AP underscore sturgeon or at let's grab a cup. <clears throat> So I just want to say thank you for uh, listening today. This episode was actually recorded back in early December and, um, it is now, uh, January, 2022. And I'm going to, uh, release these podcasts. Once I get a few recorded, the, uh, let's grab a cup campaign I made reference to, I have implemented these cards and started spreading them out amongst uh, my department. I reached out to the departments and, um, currently uh, looking at uh, volunteer organizations to take on some of these cards and pass them out to first responders I think it's very important that we get it out there and that we let people know that you're here and you're available to listen and take time to have these conversations if you're interested in getting these cards you can find them on my website uh, the PDF file at sturgeonwellness.com you can DM me I'm going to have a few thousand of these cards to hand out and um, if I'm close by they're yours for free. I, I want as many people to have these as possible. This uh, entire podcast is going to be sponsored by my website, sturgeonwellness.com. I um, offer leadership building courses and the ability to uh, take time. And if you're if you're tired of the smoke and mirrors, the game playing, the double talk from the leadership um, I am here to combat that. I would love to have new, young, available people, leaders in our departments who are willing to step up and take these roles and learn what it is to be authentic, be vulnerable, truly care about the people that they're serving, and that they're working with on a day-to-day basis. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. I'm going to have a couple episodes up ASAP, and I'm really looking forward to seeing where this thing goes. Please reach out at uh, sturgeonwellness at gmail.com or at sturgeonwellness.com. Thank you very much. I hope you all have a great day. This is the Let's Grab a Cup podcast.